Welcome to the Gospel Minute, part of the teaching ministry of Praise Temple Apostolic Church. In this podcast, we explore various topics pertaining to the kingdom of God with the ministers of Praise Temple. Today, we will be hearing from our youth pastor, Brother Chris Cook. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, podcasters and listeners. This is Chris Cook from Praise Temple Apostolic Church. It's always a joy and an honor to speak with you about many different topics that relate to who we are and our church and the ministries within and without the church and the kingdom of God. Uh, the, the question that I was posed uh, over the last couple of weeks that I'm very excited to talk with you about was who has influenced your ministry Reflect on many individuals who helped shape your life and ministry. Share personal stories of family and friends and fellow ministers who molded your thinking and inspired you to grow in your faith. I am I am so tremendously blessed uh, with such wonderful elders and ministers and and churches that have just poured into me. I'm kind of like that turtle, you know, on the fence post. Uh, you know, if you see one there, he definitely didn't get there by himself. Uh, and I, although I, I do consider myself one of the least of the ministry of of the kingdom of God, um, let alone this church, we have such great ministers um, who could do a far better job at putting things together than I can in presentation and far more anointed. I am so honored to be accounted as just one of small pieces of the puzzle, and uh, I I do love each and every one uh, here at Praise Temple Apostolic Church. Uh, I guess going back probably to my earliest uh, thing that maybe shaped me when I was the youngest uh, was my pastor at the moment, which is uh, now Bishop uh, Kenneth Dwight Cook. He was my childhood pastor. Uh, He was kind of the pinnacle of what a pastor should be. Um, He was he was hard. but loving. Uh, he was a hard worker, um, but he was gentle. And uh, he, he, he gave me one of the best pieces of advice that I can remember that I still I give to young people today. He said, find who you want to be like. Find a ministry that you would like to see yourself in or similar and fashion your life after them all the way from their prayer life, the way they worship, the way they participate, the way they serve, the way they pray, uh, and not just for themselves, but for everyone around. And that was probably one of the greatest pieces of advice that um, I guess I'd ever been given. Uh, and I love him dearly. I'm, I'm so thankful to, to to be able to call him my uncle, uh, and so you're you're going to see that a lot of these these men, these great men of God, uh, are actually related in the family, and uh, that's why I'm so blessed, I guess. Um, but then I guess uh, the next would be a uh, a great elder in our church. His his name was Raymond Allison. Uh, he was an, a blind elder there at Bethel Church. And uh, he, he was so faithful in everything that he did. Uh, I can remember thinking at five and six and seven-year-old that 
when I would see him come to the house of God, he would he would always sit on the, the second to the last pew on the right-hand side. Uh, that was always his spot. And uh, sometimes he'd come down for prayer, but most of the time he never left his seat. But when the preaching got going good, I would hear, glory, glory. And I knew it was Brother Raymond. And uh, another thing that he did when I was, I don't know, probably in my early, early teens, right when I was feeling a call, um, I'd, I'd already received the Holy Ghost and been baptized. I was, I was just learning to seek out the will of God in my life. And I can remember we had a foot washing and communion service. And I remember uh, going down and all of the elders, and um, I'm always a big crybaby when it comes to those types of services because I just love so much um, and so appreciative. I was taught to be appreciative of my elders by, by my pastor at that time. Uh, I can remember as all of the foot washing had gone on and I was uh, putting my shoes back on and Brother Raymond Allison uh, began to holler for me and uh, they'd called me Bubba at that time and uh, he he hollered he said where is where is Bubba where where is Chris and uh, I walked over and I grabbed his shoulder put my hand on his shoulder and I said here I am Brother Raymond and he uh, he said I need to wash your feet and uh, something just kind of broke within me as he set me. He got up and he set me down in his chair, and uh, he grabbed the he grabbed a towel that was on the edge of the chair, and he knelt down and he placed both of my feet in the bucket. And uh, pardon me for uh, getting a little emotional still, but I can remember as he he took his hands and he placed them on my face. And it was like he was trying to see what he couldn't see. And as his hands come down my head and down to my shoulders, he brought them down both of my arms and into the palms of my hands, the whole way praying God's blessing, a hedge of protection round about me. And then when he got to my feet and he began to pray that God would order my steps I looked down as that blind elder had tears streaming down his face and they were they were making little splashes in the bucket and uh, I'll never forget that moment. Uh, I guess if he if I've ever taught anything by an elder it was taught at that moment to serve from the youngest to the oldest you you serve uh, and that that shaped me a lot that that really uh, called me to want to be uh, a servant to all those around me, from the youngest to the oldest. And he had two, he had multiple sons, but he had two sons, one whose name was Billy Joe Allison. And I, I'll share a story uh, with him. When I was, I don't know, probably nine or ten, we had just gotten through eating at the Fellowship Center down there at Bethel in Olive Branch, Mississippi. And uh, in my mind, uh, we couldn't play basketball until all the chairs were put up, all the all the dishes were done and swept up. So uh, you you know what a little kid does? He's rushing people and uh, pushing the garbage can around, trying to get people to hurry up. And um, I was just sweeping, and I was making more of a mess than I was uh, doing any good. And I remember as he grabbed a hold of me, Brother Bill Joe did, and 
He said, has anybody ever showed you how to do that? And uh, I said, no, sir. And he, uh, he put his hands in my hands, and every time he would push that broom, he would say, you do it like this. And when you'd push the broom, he would say, I love you, Lord. And he would push the broom again, and he would say, thank you for an opportunity to serve. He would push the broom again, and he would say, thank you for this building, and push the broom again. And he would say, I give you honor for your blessings to this church. And that made a giant impact in me um, because the elders do so much care about the the facilities. Uh, and not just that, but the, the, the sacredness of the church and the, the buildings and the campuses. And that made such a giant impact to me. And uh, I have even, even still, when I'm beginning to sweep or clean around the fellowship center after a meal or a, or a get-together, I begin to say those same things. Thank you, Lord, for this building. Thank you for the opportunity to serve. And then he had another son whose name was Alvin Allison. Uh, he taught me. He was my Sunday school teacher for many years. His wife was. Uh, she made the best cookies. Um, just awesome. But he taught me to be astute in the scriptures. He was a teacher, um, him and his wife both. And um, there was a time or two that if we did not know our memory verse, uh, they would not allow us in the Sunday school class, and we would have to go sit back out with our parents. So you can imagine uh, the pressure that was on a young 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid. Um, and there was a time or two I went back, I think maybe once. I think one time I stayed in the back hallway so I wouldn't get in trouble for not learning my memory verse. And only one time I believe that I made my way back into the sanctuary but he had such a passion and a desire to study the Word, to be faithful to the Word. Uh, and I am so thankful uh, for Brother Alvin Allison and what he had uh, imparted into me even at such a young age. Um, next would be uh, my father, Philip Cook, who is uh, now my pastor, has been my pastor for several years. Uh, he taught me uh, all of the things in growing up. He taught me how to pray. Um, probably one of the most impactful things in my life. Uh, and even a little plug-in, if you haven't heard today's message or even Wednesday uh, prior to this podcast, if you haven't heard his messages on the foundation of prayer, and today was uh, the points of prayer um, out of the book of Matthew 6, and uh, you really need to go back and listen. These are things that were taught of me and to me as I was a child. Uh, and I am so thankful for those fundamentals that he taught me uh, about a personal relationship with God. Uh, he taught me how to be dedicated to the house of the Lord and how you don't just leave when things are going tough. You just you just keep on plugging away. Uh, one of the greatest things that he is he's still teaching me is mercy, how to be merciful and uh he is probably one of the most merciful men I've ever seen in my life. And I am so thankful for the ministry of mercy that he operates in. And uh, I, I want to be, be more merciful. He's made a statement many times. He said, if, if I'm ever judged for anything, 
He said, I hope to be able to stand and say, Lord, it was because I was given mercy, because I know you desire mercy. And I, I, I desire to be like that. And uh, I strive every day to be like my pastor. Um, and uh, I guess one of the most forgotten fruits that he tells us about all the time is long-suffering. And uh, I'm still working on that. I know it's a fruit of the Spirit, but uh, I'm trying so hard uh, to be long-suffering as Christ is long-suffering with us. So there are many, many things that my pastors taught me, and I'm so thankful for those. Um, another one would be my Uncle Kevin. Um, he is he is very special to me, um, not just being an uncle, but um, he's almost like a second father to me. And uh, he just, he's just hard to put into words. You know, you get real emotional when you talk about the things that really shaped who you are. Um, he's always treated me like a son. And at the same time, he treats me uh, like a brother in Christ. It's, it's amazing how he's able to do that and to speak into my life. Um, we, uh, we had the opportunity to work together for many years uh, and we would talk Scripture all day long, every day. Uh, and he really helped me to understand some deep thinkings and, and deep understandings about, um, about grace and mercy and Christology and the Godhead um, and the, the sonship of Christ Jesus and, and healings and, and all of the, the miracles that he has been part of. Uh, and he is, he's taught me a lot about spiritual authority. And uh, I, I love to watch him when he is in his element. And I know a lot of times he, he's very comfortable in his skin. And uh, he's probably one of the best when it comes to deliverance. Um, and, and I know sometimes people look at that ministry and kind of think it's, it's odd or, or it doesn't fit anymore. But I'm so thankful for all of the things that he's taught me on spiritual authority and uh, not to be not to be ashamed about what God has given you and to operate in wisdom in wisdom with the spiritual discernment that God gives us um, and I am grateful to be able to operate in the gift of discernment but he's helped me to operate in that gift using wisdom uh, and I am so, so thankful for him uh, and the impact he's had in my life. Um, certainly not least, my, my, my grandfather, Henry Cook, most people call him Hank Cook. Um, he was my grandfather. I called him Papal. But for the longest time, he was my bishop. And he always treated me as a son. Uh, he taught me so many things. Um, we have just recently lost him a couple years ago, I guess going on three years now. And um, he taught me so many things. He taught me about boldness and uh, to be boldness in the faith. He operated in deliverance as well. And he, he taught me never to be afraid of the opposition. And he, he, I remember one time he told me, he said, son, it's about people. He said, it's not about people's opinion. It's about the state of their souls. 
And that's always stuck with me. He taught me there's some things that we have to go through and that we'll never get over. We just have to go through them. There's so many tidbits and bits of wisdom that even this morning I was talking with another elder that he would impart unto me. He would say, son, you got to do it and you got to do it right. If it's not right, it's wrong. And I'm so thankful for his high sense of morality. Taught me you got to be the same whether you're around people or not around people. And uh, I, I loved him dearly, and uh, he made such an impact on me. Um, one of the, I guess, probably one of the most dear to my heart um, was a time in my life and in my family's life where I feel God called me away from Praise Temple for a few years. And he saw fit to place me under the care of one of the most caring men of God that you will ever meet, one of the most studied men of God you will ever meet. And that's Brother Paul McGee Jr. Um, They're serving with his father, Bishop, there. And they are the greatest men in the world. Um, And it was there uh, that I learned to stand alone, that sometimes I wouldn't always have my family with me. Uh, And in those circumstances, I learned not only did did he have my back, but uh, he would whisper things in my spirit that would just resonate with what I'd been taught over the years. And it put such a sense of a sense of confidence uh, in all of the teachings that that I had been taught over the years. Um, and I, we were there for around three years uh, in the messages, the the masterpieces that he taught uh, to us over those three and a half years, dedicated one of our children to the Lord, and he allowed us to serve there uh, in, in the youth ministry. I learned so much under him. I, I learned how to build a message um, because of him. I, I learned to I've always felt the call to preach, but I didn't I didn't have a desire to just be a phenomenal preacher, for lack of a better way to say it, um, a, a better way to, to deliver the Word, I guess would be a better way to say it, uh, than when I sat under Him, because He is, in my mind, one of the best preachers in all the world. And uh, it was there He actually spoke, preached one of the greatest messages Um, that I will never forget in my life. It was the time at which God was calling my wife and myself and my children back to Madisonville, back home. And uh, he, one of the greatest messages ever preached, uh, he preached in my life, and it was go. It was go. It was God has another there for you. Um, And to know, to come from a line of pastors um, in the family, to see people come and go is a hard thing, and I know that um, we were we were a help to the church. We didn't want to leave um, because God was moving in such a great way. We were so satisfied and happy with where we are, where we were, but God had another plan, and for my pastor to just solidify the word, the one of the last words and last confirmations that we got before we moved. Uh, It meant so much to me, and he will always have a a place near and dear in my heart. And I love Brother McGee. Um, 
if you uh, I'll make a plug if you are looking for another podcast uh, we'd love to keep you as an audience here but go to First Apostolic Church of Mount Carmel uh, and you'll find there uh, so many masterpieces that this wonderful man of God has preached um, but there are so many people that again have made me who I am who has impacted me and it has all been because of their desire to serve the younger generation, the next generation that is coming up. And I am so thankful that they invested in me, and I want so desperately to invest in other young people. And um, a big shout-out to, to everyone. Let's, let's impact people. Let's, let's make people better. Let's let's make them more astute. Let's give them something to aspire towards and to. And uh, I believe that if we can train up disciples um, who are always learning, who are always trying to be better, we can further the kingdom of God for more than just addition. We can step into multiplication. And with that, I know that I've been rather lengthy today, uh, but I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. And uh, tell, tell an elder, tell a minister, a father, even a mentor, how thankful you are for the things that they've invested in your life. Be thankful for the elders. Be thankful for the ministry in your life. Always show them honor. No matter what, always give them high honor, and you will be blessed because of it. And you just may be lucky enough to, years down the road, be preaching or ministering or serving in some capacity and find the same attributes, the same things that you saw in them, you see in you and other people, other young folks begin to see in you as well. So until then, until next time, God bless you. And you'll have a wonderful day in the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gospel Minute. If you enjoyed this podcast, take a minute to leave us a review and subscribe to be notified when we post a new episode. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, Praise Temple Apostolic Church. If you would like to join us in service, we are located at 725 West Knoll Avenue, Madisonville, Kentucky. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. God bless.